It's a show the establishment warned you about. And thank you for joining us again. This is Dr. Tommy's show coming to you live from Wesley Chapel. Actually, coming to you live from... Uh, uh, oh, goodness gracious. Sorry about that. Anyway, coming to you live, error-free from Tampa, Florida, and we are glad you joined us today. If you want to learn more about the concierge medicine practice, go to drtommy.com. And if you want to learn more about our sponsor, AtlasMD, go to atlas.md. And AtlasMD is the number one medical software for membership medicine practices. And if you don't believe me, try it for yourself for free. And you could do that by going to drtommyshow.com. And that is where you can get a two-month free trial. And I don't know what the heck just happened with all the production here. This is what happens when you don't have an engineer. This is what happens when you're doing things by yourself. And we are in the middle of the week, and the weeks are just flying by. It's summer already. Mm -hmm. It's hard to believe. But we are glad you joined us today. We have a lot of stuff to go over. And I don't know if we'll get to all of it. One thing I did want to go over was this uh, new thing about hemp. And this is from uh, Cannabis Newswire. This is from uh, New York City. It says, Farm Bill legislation may springboard federal hemp acceptance. And this is, uh, for those of you who are not familiar, uh, Farm Bill is passed yearly, and it's one of the biggest, most lobbied bills in the world because it does this. Redefine subsidies to farmers, that's handouts, nutritional welfare recipients, conservationists, and others. So basically what the Farm Bill is is a giant way to get your hands on federal dollars. Can we get our hands on federal dollars? Yeah, if you, if you lobby them enough. Um, but the Farm Bill, it sounds, oh, well, it's a Farm Bill. You know, What would the government be doing with a Farm Bill? Mm-hmm. Lots of different things. Farm Bill is one of the biggest bills that passes every year, filled with all kinds of different things that are... Uh, payoffs to certain uh, constituencies and otherwise. But what it also does is this year is going to um, try to modify hemp as a non-scheduled drug. So it says, currently listed as a controlled substance under federal law, the new bill will declassify hemp as a Schedule One drug and label it as a viable agricultural commodity. And this goes into talking about this company called Marijuana Company of America and it says archaeologic evidence reveals that for over 10,000 years, hemp has been used for used by humans for pottery, shoes, ropes, clothing, food, medicine, and a wide variety of other wide array of other applications. However, since the uh, 20th century, there has been a uh, increasing federal regulation and bans on the substance, and uh, because of the drug implications of the more user friendly or drug user friendly cannabis counterpart, marijuana. So hemp plant, you can smoke part of it, and part of it is used for agriculture, like making rope. Hemp rope is a very... And hemp tattoos, right? You can use it for ink. Yeah, I think there's all kinds of things. I think, I don't know if this is true or not, but I think the uh, Constitution was printed on hemp, hemp paper. So hemp has all these variety of uses. And if you look at a lot of the opposition to hemp, at least what I've heard, and I haven't researched this myself, but it makes sense, is a lot of the opposition to hemp uh, came from the cotton lobby. So people who were interested in using cotton for things such as clothing and all the other different things, paper mm-hmm. that you use hemp for, they said, well, no, 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 we'd rather use cotton uh, so we can get more of the share. 
That being said, this is uh, good news potentially. And, you know, the, the always the, the do-gooders out there want to say, well, hemp or marijuana should not be legalized because people will use it to get high. And if people use it to get high, and then that's bad news. So what does Chris Rock say about this? This is uh, Chris Rock weighs in on this. This is from, uh, I think it's just from Bigger and Blacker. No, this is from Bring on the Pain. This is vintage Chris Rock. So Are you going to oh, give a warning? Warning, user warning. This is, uh, although it's bleeped out, I found one that's bleeped out. This still oh, good. contains contextual uh, uh, adult language. So if you are otherwise, you know, sensitive to that, or you're around people who are sensitive, uh, three, two, one, go. All drugs should be legal. All drugs should be legal. Why? Because people want to get high. That's right. People think about getting high right now. People are like, damn, how much longer in the show? People love to get high, man. You could get rid of all the illegal drugs in the world. Won't mean shit. People want to get high. You could get rid of all the crack, all the herb, all the blow. You know what happened? People were just thinking new ways of getting high. That's right. Guys are going to their basement and become scientists. Like, yo, check this out, check this out. You know, if you get a baby's bottle, right? Fill it up with a little gasoline and dead lima bean and suck it, you'll be fed up. Ain't that true? <laughs> so no matter what they do, people will still get high. And even if it involves eating the plant down the road, the angel's trumpet that's growing on the tree in our in our street, we could get high using that. So anyway, that's a good idea. <sighs> Further news from the government. Uh, there was a Supreme Court ruling today, and I think I printed that out. Yes, <clears throat> this is from uh, just breaking news. This is from abc7chicago.com. And this is uh, Supreme Court strikes down union fees with Janus versus uh, AFSCME ruling, which is a big, uh, big time uh, labor union. So basically, the court says it says Supreme Court says government workers can't be forced to contribute to labor unions that represent them in collective bargaining, dealing a serious financial blow to organized labor. The Supreme Court ruled Wednesday that government workers can't be forced to contribute to unions that represent them in collective bargaining. During a serious financial blood organ, the justices are scrapping a 41-year-old decision that allowed states to join, to, I'm sorry, allowed states to require that public employees pass some fees to unions that represent them, even if the workers choose not to join. The 5-4 decision fulfills a long-time wish of conservatives to get rid of the so-called fair share fees that non-members pay to unions in roughly two dozen states. Fair share. That's nice. Okay. The court rules that the laws violate the First Amendment by compelling workers to support unions they may disagree with. So basically what it was was if you were, let's say you are a, a certain occupation in the government, you could be forced to contribute union fees even though you were not part of that union because they wanted the money. Basically, they wanted the extra money. They, they tried. The union went out and they said, hey, join our union. Tommy, join the union. And you're like, eh, I don't know if the union's for me. I don't want the union. They're like, all right, well, we'll get the court to make you join. Not join, but we'll make the court make you pay. Anyway, so this was struck down. And obviously, this is uh, not uh, popular amongst the, uh, the people in the unions because this is a lot of money that they're not going to be getting now. Right. Now, isn't, so if you work for the county, let's say, for instance, you can be part of the union or not be part of the union. Mm -hmm. If you decide to be part of the union, you pay right. a little bit higher fee. But don't you have you still have to pay? I believe if you're not part of the union, right? A small yes, fee. Yes, they were, they so were taking going, money from people who weren't part of the union. It seems like I remember paying, even though I decided I did not. I did not want to be part of the union. When was this? This was in. Well, when did I work for the school board? This was in two thousand and eight, two thousand nine. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Well, it says more than half of the states already have right to work laws banning mandatory fees, but most members of public unions, public employee unions are concentrated in states that don't, including California, New York, and Illinois. So you had to pay, but you were in Florida. Was that when you were in Florida? Yes. I don't know. I've never been part of a union. I know my brother was uh, back when he was working for, uh, I think, UPS. Uh, but I don't know. Um, it, it's interesting that you can be forced to join something against your will mm-hmm. or forced to not join but pay for something against your will, and those those things are okay. But then other things, if you did something against your will, it's it's, it's completely wrong. So as for instance, let's say that you are, um, let's say you're you hold a certain political belief that's different than the. Let's say the same people who want unions to be able to take money from everybody, even if they're not members. Mm-hmm. That's what they want. They think that's fair. They want you to be able to. You should have to give money to this specific union if you're a, this certain employee, mm-hmm. no matter what. That you should agree on that. You should just give up your money. Now, let's say that you say, you know what? I think the federal policy of uh, people coming across the border, just willing, you know, willingly coming across the border, breaking the law with children. You know, I don't agree with the way that you're handling the children's situation. You should do it my way. Mm-hmm. If you don't agree with them, then you have a problem uh, where they are suddenly able to um, harass you in the restaurant. You probably can't see it, but <clears throat> I had a no. picture of this Sarah Sanders when she went to go eat, and then they have this. Uh, oh yeah, and the they Daily Show is making fun of her. Oh, they are. Yeah. Uh, what they have to say? I can't see it. Right here. Or oh. streaming things. Broke. What's What's he saying? Oh, it's just it's just I don't know. He's got a picture over there with a disguise on, and thinking it's funny. But you know, these people, these supposedly the tolerant among us, the uh, the the progressives. A lot of them are not very tolerant, mm-hmm. particularly if you disagree with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, you'll find you'll be hard to find a, uh, somebody who's more intolerant than uh, some of these on the left. Who, if you disagree with them, and uh, particularly if you are, um, you know, something that they feel very strongly about. So, you know, it, it's okay for them on one hand to say, "Look, you don't feel you feel strongly that you should not be a member of this union that's fine you're still gonna pay us mm-hmm. now on the other hand is uh, look you don't agree with my particular stance on anything about whatever it is uh, whether it's a border situation or you just pick at racist statues or whatever not only can we um, uh, disagree with you but we're gonna actually come out and harass you publicly like we had that video of Maxine waters yes. uh, going crazy on the megaphone uh, encouraging people and these are and she was talking to people they look Pretty normal, right? They did, yes. No, interestingly, she looked—they look like nobody from her district. Mm-hmm. You know, she comes from a district that is predominantly black, and uh, I didn't see one black person in her whole. whole I know, audience, I, I mentioned that to you, which is kind of interesting. But anyway, so, mm-hmm. so Maxine Waters is rabble rousing amongst these uh, people, and, and those people look nor- uh, okay. But there's some people out there, as you know, who are, are not okay. So the people who are you know, maybe shooting up uh, congressional baseball games, mm-hmm. maybe shooting people in Las Vegas, or maybe not shooting people in Las Vegas. Whatever you, whatever happened with that. But either way, there's people out there unhinged, and here's this supposed uh, leader, whatever you call her, out there calling for people to just go out and not only disagree with people, but openly disagree right. with them and harass them. Exactly. Yes. Yeah, anyway. Cause aggression. I don't know. <laughs> 
This is something from, uh, I saw this from Michael Tatro. And this uh, hat tip to uh, for that uh, constitutional drunk at USSA News on the uh, morning uh, daily show. I think it's called The Daily Show. Making fun of Sarah Sanders. Isn't that sad? Twitter. People are making fun of her. And remember what I said to you the other day? Uh, you know, then someone feels the need. They don't want to make a cake for, let's say, a gay couple. Mm-hmm. They'll shut that business down. Yeah. That's just the beginning of it. I mean, like I said, you disagree with someone. This person kicks her out. You disagree with everybody's them. everybody's like, hoorah. And then if you don't, dis- and then the next step is what? If you disagree with them, then you harass them. As yes. according to Maxine Waters. What's the next logical step? Well. So you go from legal action to physical action, but mm-hmm. not altercation. What's the next step? Yeah. Isn't the next step then taking up arms? Isn't that the logical next step? Yeah. I mean, not for me, maybe, but maybe for someone who's not hinged correctly. Mm-hmm. Or do you remember the article we talked about? The man that had, um, he um, had a restaurant and he yes. killed deer, you know. Um, yes. He had, a, he had a, a, a restaurant where he was butchering animals to antagonize these uh, vegans and vegetarians. And they, they shut him down and they harassed. He they apologized. Do? Well, that wasn't enough. So yeah. you, you, here's the thing: is not everybody, not your not your neighbor who you have different political views with, not your family member who you have different political views with, but the hardcore person in, in in your family that maybe thinks that Donald Trump is a Nazi and should be, um, you know, maybe assassinated, like a lot of celebrities have said, like Madonna mm-hmm. said, you want to blow up the White House. Um, there's a few other celebrities. I forgot. Anyway, yeah, the redhead. What's her name? Oh, yeah. The one she that held up held the cut-up head. Yeah. So those people, um, disagreeing with them is not enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, you should not disagree with them. That's the first thing. Don't mm-hmm. disagree with me. Second thing is, if you eventually coming around to agree with me, that's not enough either. You have to show, uh, you have to show that you are truly sorry. You have to basically uh, capitulate everything to me. And then even that might be enough. Mm-hmm. Might not be enough. So, but the point is, is these people, the, the, the hardcore, I call them uh, statist, if you disagree with them, the ones that believe that the state is in charge of everything, the, the individual is uh, too small to be able to manage their own sovereignty and the state needs to manage it. And they, as a, uh, as a, a figurehead of the state, as a, as a mastermind, so to speak, who's going to control the state, they should control you. Therefore, those people, you cannot ever disagree with them and uh, just be, okay, we're, we disagree. We're going to we'll go our separate ways because they want to destroy you. That's exactly And right. so the only way to beat them, quote unquote, is to defeat them politically. Mm-hmm. And uh, so there's no compromise. And that's what John McCain never could understand uh um, best wishes to John McCain, but John McCain could never understand that no matter what he did, he would never be able to win the favor of reaching across the aisle. Same with George W. Bush. George W. Bush for many, many years was called everything from Hitler to the devil to everybody. And all he did was he just turned the other cheek. Yeah. You know where that got him? Nowhere. Mm-hmm. Defeated politically is where it got him for the most part. Um, or, or maybe not defeated politically, depending on what you figure his uh, actual goals were. But Either way, the point is, is extremist uh, of any variety, particularly, but statist in this in this in this manner. You're that's not why Trump is so hated, I believe, because he doesn't turn the other cheek. He stands up for what he believes in, and that's another reason that he is popular. Because mm-hmm. for many years, people who 
let's say let's let's put it another foot. Let's say that you liked Barack Obama. Okay. Mm-hmm. Let's say you liked Barack Obama. Barack Obama was your guy for eight years. And let's say that during those eight years, the media did nothing but trash Barack Obama. Everything Barack Obama did was wrong. Let's imagine this. And imagine that you are a Barack Obama supporter. Okay. And then imagine that the other party also said everything Barack Obama did was wrong. And the media uh, also cheered in on that. And basically, you were surrounded by people who were telling you Barack Obama did a terrible job. Everything he does is crap. He's, 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 he's got evil in his heart. He's got no good intentions. He does nothing right. And he's a bad person. Okay. Then imagine if you're a Barack Obama supporter during that time, and Barack Obama just turned the other cheek. Didn't fight back. Didn't defend himself. If he did defend himself, it was only a tepid resistance mm-hmm. and said something like, well, you know, I don't I don't really want to uh, kill everybody. Like you, you said that Obamacare is I want, want to kill everybody. I don't want to kill everybody. Uh, I, I disagree with that. I don't want to kill everybody. And then they just piled on and said, yes, you do. Yes, you do. And he just turned the other cheek. Mm-hmm. Imagine how defeated you would feel as a supporter of Barack Obama. Because mm-hmm. not only is he not defending himself by his actions he's not defending you either right because you're a supporter of his and you want to say hey look stand up for yourself stand up for me but mm-hmm. instead he's just if he said that but that's the thing about the uh, political left they never back down and that's one of the things i admire about them is that they will never admit to doing something wrong usually i mean i'm mm-hmm. say, but politically they never admit that they lost a battle if they lose you know what they do they redouble and they come at it even stronger. And that's what I admire about them because the, the, the Republicans will never do that. Republicans are the, 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 um, the party of let's lay down. If you can imagine a sheep and a lion, the, the Republicans are the sheep. They will, they will lay down and be sacrificed in as quickly as it takes to do that because they have very little Why do you think that wealth. is? I think it's because in the end of the, at the, end of the game – both Republicans and Democrats have the same agenda. Mm-hmm. They go on TV and say different things, but they're both for big nationalist companies to basically pay for their way through Congress, through their whatever, you know, board of directors, gigs, whatever they do. They are paid for by a certain sector, call them the globalists, call them the uh, big corporations, whatever. They just use different strategies to say that. So right. that when, so that, and like I said before, like George Bush, maybe he didn't have success that he did but maybe he did you know uh i think it was um chuck schumer i think it was said that the most they they could have never had more success as a democrat if they had a democrat president than they did when they had a republican in charge and they were passing legislation the republican was signing they got more signed they got more of their agenda done under george bush than they could have even uh done under their democrat because republicans are scared anyway that's a little dissertation on politics. Oh, yeah, this is for Facebook. This is interesting. So Facebook is apparently wanting to spy on you. And this is hat tip Drudge Report on Twitter, which is not actually the Drudge Report official. This is a person who has a Twitter account that re, re, all they do is repost Drudge Report. So it's not Drudge Report, real Drudge Report, but it's Drudge Report. Anyway, Facebook wants to spy on you via hidden inaudible TV ads. And this is from... ZeroHedge.com, authored by Mac Slavo via shtfplan.com. Anyway, social media giant continues to ramp up the creepy factor. According to a recently filed patent, Facebook wants to spy on you by hiding inaudible messages in TV ads. 
Facebook has filed for a patent that, hi- that hides audio clips and TV commercials. Uh, these sounds would be so high-pitched that they are inaudible to human beings. They would trigger your phone to record all the background noises in your home. The patent application is called the, quote, Broadcast Content View Analysis Based on Ambient Audio Recording. According to the Daily Mail, these secret messages would force your phone to record the audio of the private conversations you have without you even knowing. According to the patent application by the social media platform, clips taken of your background conversations and your movements across the room would help advertisers determine whether or not you're watching their promotions. According to the patent originally discovered by Metro, the system would use a quote, non-human hearable uh, digital sound to activate your phone's microphone. This noise could be a sound so high pitched that humans cannot hear it and would contain a quote, machine recognizable set of Morse code style beeps. Once your phone hears or recognizes the trigger, we begin to record the ambient sound. So basically, Facebook has applied for this patent. So, if, you know, TV commercials on for a Tide. Mm-hmm. And um, you're in there watching the TV. Hey, Tide's going to help you get your clothes clean. And then it says, beep, 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 beep. And Facebook turns on your microphone. And you're saying, hey, Tide, let's go buy some Tide. Then that would do some certain. And if you say, you know what? Um, what do you want for dinner? And you keep going on. You don't even recognize Tide. Then they say, well, guess what? Based on all of this aggregate data we have, don't play your commercial then. Which is smart mm-hmm. advertising. It's taking it to the next level. It's incredibly invasive, though. In Most pers- definitely. Now, um, we already know that we know our phones are already listening to us. Mm-hmm. So now the TV is going to be listening to us. Any type of device that has a computer chip, though, technically can be listening to you. Mm-hmm. We talked about that once before with the, the little babies. vacuum. Oh, the vacuum, the Roomba, yes. and then the baby monitors. Yes. So this is a uh, you know this is for for those of you out there who think that Facebook is just for sharing all of your pictures and everything else, and Facebook's out to turn you into a human uh, money making machine for them. Imagine how useful that information would be to advertisers. Mm-hmm. I think the majority of people know that if you're using social media, if you're using your computer, your phone. People, ha- the majority of people have to know. I mean, you see the advertisements, the ads come up on the side of your Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, we've talked about things just randomly, and then we get an email about it. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, I can I can tell my phone at night. I can say it either as rapid as I can or as soft as I can. When to set the alarm, my phone sets the alarm. Mm-hmm. Every night I tell it, I usually say it in like a split second to set the alarm for seven. And I can whisper it even, and the yes. phone picks it up like that. Mm-hmm. That shows you how well designed these microphones are and what they can do with that information. So that's from Zero Hedge, Hat Tip, Drudge Report on Twitter. What else? The Supreme Court. We talked about hemp. Oh, oh this is something. I just want to cover this. So this is uh, from uh, Michael Tetro at directprimarycare.com talking about uh, starting up a DPC practice. And for our... For uh, for our experiment today, we'll say DPC equals concierge medicine without um, insurance. And it says in twenty eight alone, this is from DPC Journal or DirectPrimaryCare.com. Uh, remaining startup debt in DPC average trending is at ninety two thousand. So in twenty eight alone, nearly fifty eight percent of DPC physicians said debt for their startup in DPC was an average of ninety two thousand per practice. Uh, this is from a poll. The Association, Association of American Medical Colleges report that the average medical st- school debt for graduating physicians was 183000 And that was um, in 2015. And so it's higher now, probably. 
Add that to the burden of the average undergraduate balance of 24,000 and the total average balance for a doctor is 207,000. So this is saying that uh, this is a poll asking DPC doctors how much the how much they were still in debt. And it says uh, one of the riskiest times for any businesses, especially those in direct pay, private medicine marketplaces when it first opens. In the first two years, three of every 10 startups go out of business, according to the U.S. SBA, Small oh. Business Administration. And then it says, uh, did you go into debt? If so, how much remains? 47% said yes, they went into debt. 31% interestingly said no, they did not go into debt. Huh. And then 22% said other. So I don't know what that means. Um, and it says, there's just some tips. It says, keep expenses down. Yes, that's the key thing, I think. Yes, you have to keep your overhead down. Keep your you overhead down. You can buy th- you know, extravagant things. You don't need a fancy waiting room, yes. fancy chairs. You don't need fancy gizmos either. No. So we bought a used EKG machine. That was our most expensive purchase, maybe to this day. Single it, item. It probably is. It's over a thousand dollars. But consider that now, if you get a fancy EKG machine that hooks up to your uh, computer and doesn't have a machine, it just it goes directly to the computer. That's really cool. You know how much it cost? No. About five thousand dollars. I know USF had them when I was there, and. So all the EKG machines, the um, blood pressure machines, everything can be downloaded right into the computer. Mm-hmm. And when I left, that they were still not doing that, even though they bought all these fancy machines they to used do them that. Just for their normal. They purpose. just did it. They just did them, and then they manually inputted it. You know, put it in the computer. But I would say our EKG machine and our laptop and our computers are the most costly items. Yeah. Well, so so, and that's one way. Another way is office space. Mm-hmm. Uh, try as much as you can not to sink a bunch of money. I remember when I was, uh, we were looking around before, before we even started, where people were saying, "Well, I was considering whether to go from a room to a to a whole office." Remember? Right. We were going to rent space from, yes. um, uh, so, I think, a physical therapist. Yeah. So the original idea was to say, "Let's get one room." Mm-hmm. This is one way you can do it. Get a room, sublease it. Uh, work out a per day price or whatever, utilize their electric, utilize their uh, phones, blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. And then I had some advice from friends, including uh, Dr. Brunson and I think Dr. Griffin, but maybe it was just Dr. Brunson. I can't remember. Anyway, they said it was actually Dr. Brunson, um, um, uh, Nicole, mm-hmm. Nicole said, she said, you know, you should get your own space. You're going to outgrow the room quicker than you think. And then it's your own space. You don't have to worry about all the intricacies of like saying, well, I'm a doctor, but I'm inside this practice. And it's mm-hmm. just confusing. And then also it gives the appearance that if you're in that small little practice in a room that maybe this is a, um, maybe not a sustainable model. Exactly. That's just temporary. Yeah. And it's, so that's one reason. So that's the other thing though. But even if you do get your own space, which I think is the right move, mm-hmm. uh, don't, um, don't go overboard with redecorating and everything else. Mm-hmm. Oh, I've envisioned marble counter. That's for down the road. That's for when you made it. Mm-hmm. Then you get your own space like you want. It. Right. Yes. Not now. Do, Not in the very beginning. Do the upgrades um, that you want done yourself. Do, yeah. Do them yourself if you can. If you're handy. You can paint. Anyone can paint. Yeah. And it, you know, and if you're not, maybe consider this isn't the right thing for you. I mean, because you're going to have to do a lot of things on your own. Uh, you're going to have to do the bookkeeping on your own, mm-hmm. or you, if you want to save money, mm-hmm. uh, you're going to have to do what else on your own? Uh, 
Oh, well, payroll for sure. Mm-hmm. Yes, payroll can be costly. Yeah, you can pay. You can waste your money on payroll. Hiring a payroll firm uh, to do your payroll. If you're a small operation, you should figure it out. Mm-hmm. You can use QuickBooks. You can write checks. You can do a lot of things, but it's going to take time. Uh, so that's another thing: is reducing the overhead of extra professionals such as payroll people, accounting. Mm-hmm. Now, I would say I don't do accounting here, and we never have. But accounting is an important thing. Uh, but um, you know, as much as you can. So, but and you know, when you when you're starting out, keep it to a minimum with your staff. You know, one doctor, one nurse, one doctor, and yeah. you know, or you know, maybe a bookkeeper. You know, the nurse might not be able to do a, You know, a lot of administrative mm-hmm. duties. And I wouldn't but, spend a lot of money on advertising. No. I mean, you can lose your you can lose a lot of money on advertising. Now you have to advertise in some way. So whether it's social media, free. Uh, going to libraries and speaking, uh, going to uh, uh, networking groups, that's all advertising. Mm-hmm. And you have to figure the cost of that is your time and energy. But print advertising or whatever, you can lose a fortune on advertising. Yeah. Website design is another one. Now, this is, I'm fortunate enough that we can, I can do my own website, but you can lose a fortune on websites. Mm-hmm. Most everything you, um, you know, whatever it is that you're trying and, um, Basically, it's trial and error. You know what? I've tried this for six months. It didn't work. Okay, stop. Move on. Try, yeah. try a different route. Mm-hmm. Change your prices. Get rid of staff. You know, you just have to make adjustments along the way. And yeah. we are always making adjustments and making changes. Yeah. But 92000 per practice, we're less than that. Mm-hmm. I don't know how much it was. It was less than that. Yeah, I don't know exactly. But the other thing too is a lot of the debt from us is owed to shareholder. Mm-hmm. So at some point we're going to get that money back. So mm-hmm. it's not like it's debt that's just mm-hmm. out there debt that we're never going to get back. This debt that I put in the for my money. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you can lose a lot of money starting up a practice. If you ever want to learn more about that, we have a physicians tab in a, on. DrTommyShow.com, DrTommyShow.com talks about some of the things that are in, involved in starting your own practice. Um, yeah, that's it for today. It's kind of long. Uh, song of the Week is from Jason Isbell. This is Outfit. This is from the time when Jason was in the Drive-By Truckers, although this is a live version when he's out of the Drive-By Truckers. He was one of the three guitarist, vocalists in Drive-By Truckers through what I think is the most... Uh, the best period of their career is from about 19, I think 2002 to maybe 2006 only. Anyway, short period of time, uh, Mike Cooley, Patterson Hood, and um, Jason Isbell all wrote and sang during this time period. And this is uh, with called Outfit. Brad Morgan and uh, Shauna Tucker, I believe is her name, were the other two in the band at the time. This is live, though. This is Jason Isbell, 400 unit. This is Outfit. And this is advice that was given to him by his father uh, when he went off to earn his fame and fortune in the bright lights of the big city. And uh, for those of you listening, thank you. For all the new subscribers, thank you. Click on the bell to be alerted on YouTube and subscribe across all the different podcast platforms. And until next time, bye-bye.